It's not just about having a great idea. Value for money offers quality and has that patient benefit at the end of it. Tackle today's problems today. That's what innovation is about. It's not about a single thing. It's about trying to bring all these macroeconomics together. Watch this space. You know, we've got the heart of the NHS you know, running deep, deep within us. We've made an impact to the way that patients are being treated. What we need to do is define what that value is for that specific device. These are real world savings that the NHS have recognised. It's better for their mental well-being, be, you know, recovering in an environment that they feel comfortable in. Hello and a very warm welcome to our guest today, Michaela Russell, Faye Allen and Tom Outram. It's great to have you all here today for our discussion on the importance of innovation for NHS supply chain. Can I start as we always do by asking each of you to introduce yourselves, please? Hello, I'm Michaela Russell. I'm an innovation specialist at NHS supply chain and I have a procurement background just over 15 years in NHS procurement. My name is Faye Allen and again I'm the innovation specialist within NHS supply chain. I come from a, a variety of uh, clinical positions within the NHS um, and have now moved on to accelerate innovation. Hi everyone and I'm Tom Outram. I'm one of the clinical advisors in the medical technologies category at NHS supply chain. Uh, my role is focused on value-based procurement so looking at how we can recognise the value of devices uh, at NHS supply chain. Thank you very much to all of you. Well, Faye, if I can chat to you first, and of course you are no stranger to the podcast featuring on our very first episode, so it's lovely to have you back and looking forward to learning more today about all of your specific roles within innovation. Innovation is a term we hear a lot these days, um, means different things perhaps to different people. So Faye, can you tell us what it means specifically to NHS supply chain? So absolutely, and thank you for having me back. Innovation in NHS supply chain is about innovative, novel medical technologies. And it's not just about having a great idea and wanting to bring that. We need to make sure that it actually makes a difference. So what improved patient outcomes have we got? What improved outcomes have we got for staff, as well as the operational and financial benefits so it's how does this actually make a difference and is it needed and is if it really wanted in the NHS because you know again we can have really good ideas but actually it may not be something that's going to make a difference to our patients or to the working lives so the way innovation happens we start with a clinically novel product it could be something that delivers for example a new therapy diagnostic piece of equipment and it's great and it has a huge impact on that patient pathway. But, but what we also need to know is it's not only the diagnostics that's going to impact, it's going to actually impact the treatment phase further down the line. It's going to impact the whole of that patient's journey, even though it started right at the very beginning. And then there's a system benefit, isn't there? Or a system challenge, potentially. Are we going to make sure we've got enough treatments there to deliver if we've diagnosed somebody? How's that going to impact our beds? Is there something else we need to bring in? So we've brought a few innovative things to market so far and, and we're hoping to work to delivering many more over the next sort of six months. But some of the things that we've done is it can be a single product that can actually just affect a single patient population group. So we've introduced a novel innovation that's for um, helping diabetic leg ulcers and it's showing that it's got a 93% improvement on wound healing. But the other side of it is 
we can do something that's much broader. So actually, there could be a novel innovation out there for people who are at risk of falls. Now, that has an impact on a much larger patient demographic population, not a very small one, and can actually impact not only the patient that's falling, the patients beside the patients that are falling that have to experience that fall and what all goes with it. So when, we look, when we're looking at delivering innovation, we're looking at how that affects the joys that it can bring. Another really good novel innovation that we've um, we've launched, and it's actually gone through our whole innovation pathway from coming as a really novel innovation, being launched, driven through um, value-based procurement. And again, this is something that has impacted on theatre time. So again, a small patient population group, but actually it's helped reduce theatre times. It can help reduce bed pressures as well as improving the patient outcomes. That's what innovation is about. It's not about a single thing. It's about trying to bring all these macroeconomics together. And ultimately, what we're here is to make sure, as I've said, we're improving patient care, we're being safe, it's effective. And how are we going to get this adopted over the whole system? Not one size doesn't fit all, but we need to make sure what we're offering is, is value for money, offers quality and has that patient benefit at the end of it. Thank you, Faye. Some really impressive examples there, but you're right, so much obviously to consider. But that really helped paint a picture of the importance of innovation for the NHS and the benefits that those innovations can bring, ticking so many boxes of improvement and the impact of those benefits being far reaching in terms of patient care first and foremost, but also that knock on effect to operations, finance and the environment, as you mentioned. Makayla, can I come to you now and chat next about how the work you do aligns with the wider healthcare system? Yeah, of course. So um, Faith gave great examples of some of the innovations that we're seeing coming through. But what we're trying to do is make sure we're completely aligned to the wider system and we work directly with them, influencing some of the national programmes. So we're partnering in the NHS Innovation Service, which is the national front door. We work alongside NHS England and their policies. Um, as well as NICE and the Academic Health Science Networks, um, just to really kind of look at what innovation is coming through the pipeline. How can we support them? How do we get it to market? Um, And we are the procurement experts, so we provide them with our expert and knowledge as they provide us with their their policies and procedures as a a wider network. What is the benefit to our customers? So we need to make sure we're aligned. We we want to make sure that the customers see the national programmes filtering into NHS supply chain and then being available for them to actually purchase or access the value-based procurements, the innovations, the products. And in addition to that, we also work with our SRM work stream. So myself and Faye sit in our SRM team, which is a supplier relationship management team. And we work in the innovation pipeline. We're looking at horizon scanning. We're looking at development of suppliers, risk management. So there's a whole activity that we support within NHS supply chain, but also in the wider healthcare system is being supported with evidence um, and being championed by our partners and our clinicians. And that's both within NHS supply chain, but also across the health network, including trusts, communities and ICSs. Thanks, Makayla. I can certainly see how that's helping overcome the broader challenges facing the NHS. And obviously, NHS supply chain clearly playing a pivotal role in that collaboration. If we can go into more detail now on how this process works, Faye, if I can come back to you. If I was a supplier with an innovative product, how would I go about getting that to the NHS? What's the start of that journey? So as Mikhail has mentioned, we work really closely with um, 
NHS England and we deliver innovation through the national front door for the NHS, which is the NHS Innovation Service. So our advice for anybody, um, whether you're a supplier or somebody who's just got a really good idea and you've produced a product out there and you think this meets the needs, to actually go to the NHS Innovation Service and log your idea on there. That's a point of contact that actually you then get an awful lot of help to take your product from bench to bedside. So it's not just NHS supply chain. We are a pivotal part of that process, but we're not all there is out there. You will get through to different partners of that organisation. So the Academic Health Science Network, as uh, Michaela's mentioned, they will help you with that real world evaluation. They will make sure your company is ready to be able to supply this to the whole of the NHS, take you through challenges that you may not have thought about. The other people on there are um, NICE, the National Institute for Clinical Excellence, where again, they will look at your product and they will look at it in conjunction with other people's products and do an evaluation. Does this actually give us value for money? Does it improve them patient outcomes? What research or studies do we need to drive this forward? We also have on there partners in Scotland and Wales and the dissolved nations so that we're sharing it for the whole of the UK. We've got the offices of life science on there. We work with the MHRA, which is the Medicines and Healthcare Products Regulatory Agency. So they can help you with what your product needs. So instead of it being very disjointed and one thing happening after another, we can all work in parallel to help accelerate your product. And ultimately what we want to do is absolutely help to accelerate this, to address the challenges modern day NHS is facing. Things have changed dramatically in our landscape of the NHS. And what we need to do is tackle today's problems today. We can't start tackling today's problems later down the line. So that would be the way to actually drive that forward, ensure that everything is being considered that maybe you haven't thought about, but also that your benefits can absolutely be realised out there in the NHS. Yeah, you're right. It's such a huge undertaking, isn't it? Um, and Faye, sticking with you, how do you ensure clinicians can find out about the innovations available to them, such as the ones that you mentioned earlier? So this was really key for me because um, it's great having all these innovations, but so what? How are you going to know about them and how are you going to look at implementing them? And we're really conscious that not only clinicians, but the NHS at the moment is at one of its most busiest times out there. So we know there's different project managers out there, there's procurement, there's finance, there's clinicians and there's clinicians in the procurement section as well. But actually, how are you going to drive this? Because it's great hearing marketing knowledge and hearing things directly from the people who are making the products. But actually, you want something that's unbiased, that tells you what it does. So following a lot of feedback from our customers, we developed a guide that's available on our website. So if you go into the NHS supply chain, you look under programs, and then we've actually called it the strategy opportunity guide. Really nice short name and you know really rememberable there but what this does it's just an excel document that allows you to filter things about what your needs are so it's written so that anybody can come to it you don't need to be clinical you don't need to be procurement you don't need to be finance but what we wanted to do was allow you to understand 
what benefits this innovative product could deliver to you. So is it about the patient? Is there operational ones? Can we help move people through the system quicker? Is there a financial benefit? Because, hey, that's great if there is. It's not the be and end all of it. Is there an environmental benefit? So sometimes we, we really know that this product we're using in the hospital is not the right thing for the environment, but we're not aware of what else is out there to, to combat that. Or actually, does one innovative product replace six products out there in, in the system? So we try to break that down into sections. So depending on what you're looking at, but we're, we're not only just doing that, we're breaking it down so you can understand what stakeholders need to be involved. It's not always as simple as going, I'm going to go to this person and they'll have all the answers. Again, looking at that whole macro environment, who needs to have that decision making capability. And again, being aware that not one size fits all. What worked in one teaching hospital may not in, in the south of the country, may not work in the north of the country. You may have different challenges there. So understanding them challenges and actually we've hopefully got some case studies and playbooks on there as well. So again, if one trust has or one system has implemented this, how can you then use their knowledge? Don't make the same uh, mistakes or the same pitfalls. How can we make this more streamlined so we can adopt across the whole system? So at the moment in this, we've got we, we've tried to break it down into three or four sections and we've got NHS England MedTech funding mandate opportunities. You've then got value-based procurement opportunities, so things that have gone through the system and actually been signed off by ICSs, which is the integrated care system to say where the savings are. And then we've got brand new novel innovations, so complete new areas to frameworks that you might not be aware of at all. And actually this might you know, this might be like a product that helps you with infection rates and you may have high infection rates within your hospital and you may want to look specifically, well, actually, is it worth piloting this? Is it worth driving this forward? So it's updated at the first of every month on our um, programme section. Go and have a look, see if there's anything out there. We always put a date at the end when it was last updated so you know if it's new or whether it's something you want to revisit and hopefully give us feedback if you think it needs to, to change or develop because we, we always really like to have that feedback because we want to make sure it's delivering what it needs to deliver for you. It's not, it's not for me, it's for your benefit. Well, it may have a long name, but it sounds like it's doing a fantastic job at providing so much information. So thank you for directing everyone to there. And we'll put a reminder there at the end of how you can get in touch with the team for that feedback. Michaela, we live in a world where we want everything now. Um, can, you talk about, <laughs> can you talk a little bit about how NHS supply chain can help accelerate the introduction of innovations to the NHS? Yeah, of course. So obviously, Faith talked about how we're kind of trying to highlight where innovation is. She's talked about some of the partners we're in with the innovation service and how we're making sure we're aligned um, with our key partners, having a coordinated approach. Um, but in addition, um, we, we've part of the implementation plan of the Department of Health MedTech strategy. We're working alongside NHS England and the MedTech funding mandate policy where we are the provider of choice. So we are um, the preferred procurement route for those innovations that can help benefit the system. 
And in addition, that provides the data. So it's again, we're all using the same data. We're identifying the benefits and it's ease of accessibility for the customers, for the patients, for the clinicians, because, you know, with the NHS and we're part of um, the wider system. We will be introducing a dynamic purchasing system. So people know it is a DPS, but it's a dynamic purchasing system. And what this is, is um, a procurement process that allows and supports innovation. So as the procurement provider and partner at the NHS, we're in that unique position to quickly scale access to innovation by using a system like the DPS. And it's gonna enable new ways of delivering care, improving patient outcomes and providing cost savings. And it's significantly gonna ease the burden on suppliers and shorten the time for bringing products and innovation for the NHS to market. So we're expecting this to be live in the coming weeks, depending on when you listen to this podcast. We informed the suppliers today on our webinar. So please watch this space um, and we will be supporting the NHS like never before with a dynamic purchasing system. Really exciting uh, development there for the future. Thank you, Makaida. Now, we've heard a few times value-based procurement and the role it plays in innovation. Specifically, I'm going to come to you now, Tom. Could you talk us through how those two things fit together? Yeah, absolutely, Rachel. So I'll, I'll just start by describing what value-based procurement is for those who, who don't know. Value-based procurement is probably an evolution of how procurement has traditionally been done in the NHS, where we focus particularly on the device price of products and medical devices. Value-based procurement is the evolution where we start to recognise and put values on the additional benefits devices can bring to, to patients into the, the healthcare setting. What we first kind of need to do is is define what value is in this respect. So as Faye mentioned right at the start, a lot of innovative devices can offer particular benefits such as reduced length of stay, uh, reduction in procedure times, uh, improved outcomes. What we need to do is define what that value is for that specific device. A couple of examples that we have as registered value-based procurements are things like remote monitoring in cardiac rhythm management devices. So this is where patients fitted and implanted with pacemakers or um, ICDs are able to be remotely monitored by clinicians rather than having to come into trust and come into a hospital and have a a face-to-face appointment. They can be reviewed remotely from home. So it it reduces things like the the patients travel into a hospital. So the environmental impacts there of, of reduction in carbon emissions of them having to come into trust as well as the reduction in clinician time. So clinicians aren't having to necessarily have face-to-face appointments with patients. They can do that that remote check when they have the time and schedule it into their workload. So it frees up that clinician to do more sort of clinical duties. We're starting to recognize that benefit. And what we're wanting to do is put a, a quantifiable financial figure that the NHS can recognize for these devices. As we said uh, previously, if a, a device is reducing the length of stay for a patient, how are we going to quantify that? What What is it that we're going to use to help a hospital and a trust recognize that value of that reduced length of stay? So we, we're just evolving that procurement uh, method for them. As I sort of said, it's not always been something that's been possible for the NHS to recognize. And we're working with various forms of data and with varying forms of clinical output studies to help verify these value-based procurement. Traditionally, they are signed off by clinicians and they're recognised by clinicians first and foremost. And then they're also signed off by the, the trust and the ICS from their procurement or and or finance team. So these are real world savings that the NHS have recognised, not necessarily 
cost uh, releasing savings or potentially more efficiency savings that they can recognize and helping up to free up things like bed days, um, theatre time, you know, helping the NHS to tackle some of the, the pressing matters as we come out of that sort of COVID world. So two of the devices we have value-based procurements on link and tie into the MedTech funding mandate that Mikhail has just spoken about. Two of the devices tackle an enlarged prostate and they're a new type of technology that moves away from the traditional procedure that's been around for quite a, a long period of time, but is quite a lengthy procedure and it also means patients end up in hospital for sort of three to five days to recover from this type of procedure. So there are new technologies out there, innovative technologies, but what they do is reduce the procedure time and they also reduce the length of stay. So the procedures can be carried out as a day case rather than as an, an inpatient. It's, it's recognizing and we're helping the trust to recognize that value of freeing up that theatre time and freeing up those bed days by having patients be able to go home the same day and they're not having to stay in for a prolonged period of time. It's better for their mental well-being, be, you know, recovering in an environment that they feel comfortable in as opposed to being in a hospital. I think what's what's important to recognise as well that Fame mentioned at the beginning that, you know, novel innovation tends to drive outcomes for patients and outcomes for healthcare and, and the NHS in general. So what we we are, as I mentioned previously, what we're wanting to do is really put that financial figure against these outcomes and how we can support the NHS in recognising that benefit. You know, some of these innovative devices can be quite costly by switching from a, a traditional procedure that's been around for a period of time. And if you follow the, the traditional cost curve of a device, the longer time goes on, the, the cheaper it becomes because there's more competition. The they've become manufacturers have become more efficient at producing these devices. When a new innovation comes in, it's got all the R&D developments and costs behind it. So generally, it's it's the only device in the marketplace it tends to be able to, to come at a premium cost. What we're able to do working alongside at Faye and Mikaela is to help these innovative devices and hospitals recognize the value that they bring to potentially offset that additional cost into the NHS. So while, as I mentioned previously, they're not necessarily a cash releasing saving because they, they might cost a little bit more than the traditional devices and the traditional procedures, what we are able to help them do is recognize that reduction in theater time, the reduction in length of stay. How can a hospital utilize that added efficiency and the, those added benefits? Um, that's really where we're, we're starting to drive procurement within value-based procurement. Thanks, Tom. Thanks for sharing all those examples and really clear significant benefits um, from everything you said. We've heard some really interesting points here about innovation and why it is so important. Just before we draw the discussion to a close, I'd like to return to you, Michaela, to share your thoughts on the coming year with regard to innovation. Of course, I think you can really tell we're really passionate about innovation and value-based procurement. And that we really want to bring technologies that are going to address challenges faced by the NHS. It's really important to have collaboration, engagement and ensure that we're working together as one NHS. Innovation products can't address problems alone. They can't address all the challenges faced by the NHS. But by looking at what we can bring, looking at value-based procurement, looking at what the issues are, what's in the pipeline, and looking at clinical best practice and how we can drive that. By working together collaboratively, we can start to solve some of the problems. And I think it's really clear that, you know, we've got the heart of the NHS, you know, running deep, deep within us. And we want to help the NHS um, and by bringing innovation to them. 
Thank you, Michaela. Coming to you now, Faye and Tom, in turn, for any closing comments you want to add following on from Michaela there. I think for me, we've discussed an awful lot about the acute sector today, but we're not there to forget the community. But there's more to the NHS than the hospital side and the acute side. And we're working with our innovation and our VBP in how we can deliver and realise the benefits out there in the community sector as well, because we're aware that that is a really key aspect of caring for people and keeping them out of hospital, which allows the hospital to do and and get on top of the emergency work that they're doing. So, yeah, we've talked an awful lot and, and given case studies very much about acute today, but we are there for the community and we're working really hard with our ICSs to deliver that as well. Thank you, Tom. And yeah, just just for me, Rachel, I think to echo what Michaela's just said about is, you know, we're all really passionate about the NHS. We're all taxpayers at the end of the day, and we're all effectively users of the NHS or will be at some point in our lifetimes. For me, it's really important that we're able to help drive the the types of devices that are able to be used within the NHS and make sure that the most innovative and the most up-to-date technologies are being used within the NHS, if that means using value-based procurement as a as a mechanism to help integrate that into the NHS then you know that's that's really important for for me and something that really drives me and really sort of fulfills me and helping understand and know that we've made an impact to the way that patients are being treated. Thanks Tom and thank you to all of you for those really informative reflections on the importance of innovation and working together as one NHS. Michaela, Faye and Tom, thank you so much for your time today. And for our listeners, thank you for joining us. And if you'd like to find out more about the innovation guide that Faye mentioned earlier, please visit our website at www.supplychain.nhs.uk or feel free to email the team on innovation at supplychain.nhs.uk.